Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Come through, Queen. I want to see ya. Come through, Queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through, Queen. So we're not doing that, because no. I might roll down the window and he might fly away. <laughs> no, no, you can be good. He's okay. in his cage, and he literally sits there, and he just looks. He's about to, yeah. Food with that bird. He hey, Brendan. Hello, Daniel. What's up? So we are kind of continuing this long run of uh, the past few episodes of having guests come on, and it's been one great guest after another, and we are excited to have Kara Berry joining us this week. Hi, Kara. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for joining, or not joining me, letting me join you guys. I, you know, as a podcaster, I have to remember that this is not my show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you actually, that's like perfect that you bring that up though, because we actually did join you on a, a Patreon episode that you did uh, with us yes. a few weeks ago. That was so much fun. So fun. Yeah. I, for those of you guys who don't know, I host a podcast called Everyone's Business But Mine. We, yeah, us three did a recap of Bethany Ever After. And it, yeah, you're right. It was so much fun. Yeah. It was like such a fun little time capsule into like, a place in time we're so far removed from especially like being in quarantine and so like seeing people like hug and kiss on the streets of new york city <laughs> is crazy yeah but yeah it was amazing yeah tell us a little bit more about your podcast like what do you cover etc um yeah i cover pretty much whatever i feel like talking about i do recap a lot of bravo shows so Right now, Potomac, Beverly Hills, New York. But I also get into, mm-hmm. like, the TLC realm. Yeah. I get into the lower-tier reality <laughs> shows, like Love After Lockup or Married at First Sight. Just whatever, like, tickles my messy bone is what I yeah. what I talk about. Mm-hmm. What, would you, what would you recommend out of, like, 
something that's not on Bravo that you think Bravo watchers should be watching? Um, it would be probably between Married at First Sight and 90 Day Fiance. 90 Day just announced that they have content going through 2021. Wow. So, yeah, if for the well-running dry everyone else everywhere else like they've they've got us covered that's what married crazy. at first sight is like really good for people who liked um love is blind on netflix yeah mm-hmm. um i think that's a really good fit for people yeah those would be my two for sure i watched the first few seasons of married at first sight back when it was on some like mm-hmm. obscure channel but they're yeah. on tlc now i think or am i wrong about that no they're on lifetime Oh, Lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love it. We have so much news to get to. um, So why don't we jump into that? Uh, We have an interesting story that popped up last week about Cherry Shepard, and it was in uh, People Magazine. And I believe, Brendan, you you said this actually appeared in the print issue of People? Yes, it it made the print issue, which is great for Sherry, I think. Yeah, great for (laughs) Sherry. A lot of things are going on with Sherry right now. First of all, the, the article pointed out she's like the new co-host of Dish Nation. And that's relevant to all of us because that's Portia's show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does this mean for Portia? I, so Dish Nation has like six co-hosts and they're in like different cities. And they all kind of like right. talk together. So I think Sherry's just added to like the L.A. crew. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's LA and Atlanta, and then I, I think there might be Chicago. I was like looking into this because I happened to have the TV on when it was on the other day, and it was my first time ever seeing um, an episode. And I was like, Sherry Shepard's on this show. That's interesting. And yeah. now I think I've started DVRing it because Sherry plus Portia seems like a winning team to me that I want to keep on watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's so- really great. Now that I think about it, I have seen that show because they, they do like bounce back and they usually show up before like TMZ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. It's an interesting show. I always thought it was like a radio show, but it's made for television. It just has like a radio feel to it, kind of. It's it's kind of like when um. Do you remember when Howard Stern was on E like for years and years? Yeah. And it was basically them right. just recording his radio show. It's very similar to that in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So she had some interesting quotes in People Magazine. So I'm going to read a few uh, with regards to. The View, she said, I thank Rosie O'Donnell to this day because when I was being asked to join The View, they offered me less than Elizabeth Hasselbeck, who had only done Survivor and worked for Puma making the tennis shoes. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't stop her and Hasselbeck from becoming close. Uh, Sherry said, now, I love my girl. She was my bridesmaid at Sherry's wedding to Lamar Sally, which ended in divorce. A really bad, bad divorce, yeah. 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 <laughs> but there was no way I should have been offered less than Elizabeth Hasselbeck with my credits. I just didn't know. Sherry's agents at the time, she says, didn't know either. It was a small agency, but Rosie O'Donnell called me and she said, this is what I make. This is what Joy makes. This is what Elizabeth makes. This is what you should ask for. She helped me negotiate through the entire process. I feel like Sherry has told that story. I think that was in Ladies Who Punch, but I just mm-hmm. love hearing that Rosie was like looking out for her. Yeah. And I love the image of Elizabeth Hasselbeck like in a shoe factory putting together <laughs> shoes, literally. <laughs> I mean, that was Elizabeth's job like going into Survivor. Like she came in as like a shoe designer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a trajectory she's 
made. Who who could have seen that coming? And I, you're right. I do love that Rosie, like solidarity, was exposing what they made and had her fight for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love Rosie. Uh, also in the article, a conversation about uh, Sherry's sister circle came up and how they are now helping a new generation of performers. So she said, we all got together, Garcelle Bouvet, who I've known since the Jamie Foxx show, and Kim Coles and Nisi and others. We have dinner and we'll invite a young actress to join, says Sherry. We get together, a bunch of us, just to uplift each other and keep each other going. We talk and talk about money and kids and my divorces. She laughs, showing her big smile and a few tears. And we listen. I didn't know that Garcelle was friends with this crew. Black Hollywood. It's a very small neighborhood and they really talk and they really like lift each other up. I side note, just because I'm petty, does does Sherry have custody of that child that she had with the guy and then they got divorced? Or does he have custody? Oh, the child that was like such a messy story that I don't even don't even have my head fully wrapped around it. <laughs> right. It's like he went forward with having this child with a surrogate after they had split up, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the legal part was like, was she contractually, was Sherry like contractually tied to this kid? And it just got like super, super messy. I forgot about that till just now. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't the child like not even bio, like it's not Sherry's egg. Right. Right. So Sherry was just involved because they like, she was involved in the beginning process of this and then they split. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I need to really look into that story again. (laughs) You just like blew my mind (laughs) with like brand new old information. Um, Do you think we would ever see Sherry with a diamond in Beverly Hills? No. Oh, (laughs) no. She's a queen of Jordan, you know? Exactly. She's like the original. (laughs) (laughs) But isn't that what happened with Denise? Denise did a Housewives-esque thing on 30 Rock and then ended up on Housewives. She like recorded a parody, like a parody song that was supposed to be like the Countess or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. Mm. Wow. So we will look into that Cherry baby thing and like give an update because I just even want to know but yeah. we'll talk about it again next week <laughs> i think the the one last interesting thing is like we were discussing before we started recording that niecy nash just announced that she got married to a woman today which mm-hmm. was interesting because like she has never claimed to be part of like the lgbtq queer family uh mm-hmm. and yeah. we know that sherry has like an interesting relationship with and history with LGBTQ issues. Yeah, I mean, like, Sherry grew up Jehovah's Witness, I think. Yeah. And when she started at The View, I think just, like, didn't know a lot about LGBT stuff. But she had a good quote about evolving in that People magazine article. Yeah. Um, There was another part of it that I think is getting headlines that was also in Ladies Who Punched the book about how Barbara Walters made her cry every day. And then, like, there's this quote that she says about Barbara. Barbara just, like, begged her to read a book. And that's oh how God. she started, like, getting educated, <laughs> which is wild. Uh, oh, God. 
it's hard to come back from like why how do how are we sure that the earth is not flat like yeah i would probably have popped off and and told her to educate herself as well i know yeah uh so Kara, we're gonna get into some news about dallas i think this is a good moment to ask you like do you watch every housewives franchise is there any that you haven't kept up with um i watch everyone that's currently on i have not seen miami which like yeah i know i know i'm supposed to watch it i mm-hmm. get it I'm, I'll, I'll try and get to it and yeah. i've never seen dc but i do watch every other one yeah 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 Okay, so then uh, you probably know about some of this drama going on with Dallas. Uh, so this is from page six. Yeah. Uh, the next season of The Real Houses of Dallas will address some of the cast's racist remarks, according to star Deandra Simmons. After season four wrapped, uh, RHOD star Brandy Redman came under fire for a 2017 Instagram story that showed the reality star mocking Asian people. Uh, a video resurfaced of me from three years ago, which at the time I had posted and quickly deleted and then immediately apologized for my insensitivity, uh, Brandy tweeted in January. I would like once again to sincerely apologize for my offensive actions. Uh, Deandra told Page Six of Redmond's scandal, we will address that first thing head on. I think that's very important for the show. We can't just sweep it under the rug, especially since it was such a big deal for people and they were very upset about it. The Hard Night mm-hmm. Good Morning CEO implied that some other conversations surrounding race, aside from uh, Redmond's remarks, will take place on the upcoming season, which is currently in its last weeks of filming. She said, I can't really talk about the other cast members, but there's another reason why we had to do that as well. You'll have to wait and see what that is. Simmons said in regards to Leanne Locken's insensitive remarks from season four about her uh, co-star Carrie Brittingham's Mexican heritage, the cast doesn't really talk about that this season since... Uh, Leanne is no longer on the show. I think that the the quote-unquote other reason why they have to talk about it, which has been, like, widely rumored, there's, like, an Asian-American housewife joining the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that she has to, like, dance around that because we knew Garcelle and Sutton were joining Beverly Hills, like, before they even started filming, and we're kind of keeping this a secret for some reason. I know, maybe they, like, figured out they made a mistake with the Sutton thing because she was supposed to be full-time, and then, like, we found out that she wasn't. I don't know. It's also, I think that different production companies do things the way they want sometimes. Sure. I feel like Dallas, given their ratings, shouldn't be hiding anything. Like, tell us (laughs) something to make people watch. Yeah, Totally. I bet you, like, the difference here is... They want to mention Garcelle because that's a star versus mm-hmm. like, yeah. I believe her name is Dr. Tiffany Moon. Like, yeah, Dr. they're not going to get headlines for announcing this cast member, except for the fact that I think they would get attention being that she is uh, an Asian American joining the show after the scandal transpired. Right. Yeah. Right. And also she's the second Dr. Moon in the franchise. I know. <laughs> OC <laughs> and now Dallas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love it. Oh my gosh. That's um uh, that's really interesting. I How are we feeling about Dallas? Because I know obviously last season with Leanne left a really bad taste in pretty much everybody's mouths and yeah. mm-hmm. I I I don't know. I mean, you come back from that cuz she's not going to be on the show, but like 
Yeah. I just wonder if people are still not going to be interested in watching, even if she's not there anymore. Right. Because like, who's, who's now the matriarch in Dallas? It's like seemingly Deandra, which is so yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, It's just a mess, <clears throat> but like, I'm going to watch and see like the first episode, see how they bring in these new characters, see how they change things up and all of that. So yeah. Also with, like, OC, similar problems, especially with, like, the COVID of it all and how they've all been behaving through this entire thing. It's, like, people are turned off by that as well. But at least OC had an audience, like, going into it, you know? OC is almost like a harder pill to swallow because we know Kelly Dodd is coming back and Kelly Dodd has been so terrible. Mm -hmm. Like, at least with Dallas, we got rid of, like, the worst person. I'm still kind of surprised that Brandy is coming back, but I guess we'll see how that pans out. I also like, it didn't happen on the show. Like Leanne's Mm. did. So I guess they have that for them and like hoping people just aren't paying attention, but I don't know. They're, they're a mess. I have a little bit of tea about that. Actually. Mm. I don't know if I should be saying this, but I've already said it before. So I'm going to say it again. So Apparently what is happening is they're, not going to like after the big Vanderpump chop, they're not going to address bad behavior or or punish people, cast members for their bad behavior on the show. If it's not if it didn't happen on the show, they're not going to be punishing people anymore. But they are going to be less. Um, they're not going to hide things anymore. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if Kelly's problematic on camera, they're going to be showing it a lot more. And apparently that is one of the bigger storylines on OC. And from what I think about it is that they're going to not be as forgiving, mm-hmm. let the chips fall where they may. And then it's basically like you do it on camera and then you're going to get cut. Yeah. But we're going to give you the chance. Yeah. And we've seen a little bit of that with New York and Beverly Hills this year with like people think that they're safe doing certain things like talking to producers on camera or like saying bravo, bravo, fucking bravo or whatever. And now nobody's safe. It's a whole new world. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love to see it. (laughs) Love to see it. So there's two really interesting Dorinda page six articles that have come out this week. Yeah. So we're going to go through them. I'll, I'll read through the first one, Dan, and then I'll let you okay. take the second one. Sure. So according to page six, Bravo is open to bringing Dorinda Medley back to Roni. Bravo appears to be having second thoughts about can- about canning Dorinda Medley after sources close to the network told page six that it would be a mutual decision for Medley to leave the show. A Bravo rep now tells us, quote, is, Dorinda is on a pause and the door remains open. As Page Six previously reported, Medley, who, for example, repeatedly made fun of Luanne Delaceps for her alcohol-involved arrest, lost her place on the show because she'd become a, quote, mean drunk and surprised her co-stars by failing to acknowledge that she'd been stepping over the line. But it now appears that she can make a return to Real Houses in New York if she cleans up her act. Mm-hmm. And so I looked and looked and looked for the rest of where this article was going because it like seems in- incomplete, but that yeah. was the entire page six article. <laughs> yeah. It looked like they forgot a few paragraphs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kara, what do you make of Dorinda and her firing? I even said this on my podcast. Like, I'm a Dorinda apologist. I yeah. just think 
<clears throat> she's like the mother that we don't really want, but you kind of do. She's just mm-hmm. got those like instincts in her. And I know that like at her core, she's a good woman. Yeah. And I think this is like a devastating blow. I don't know. Like, I mean, the other big thing is like the pillar of the Berkshires is going to be like a, a really big thing it looks like i'm crying i'm not <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it's okay if you I, are we're here for you yeah. I know. <laughs> um i think it, it sucks and you know my other big thing is like why are we keeping ramona yeah right i think like the berkshires is a big one and if there's any truth to this like the door may still be open i think that like the producers hadn't really thought that part of it through because it is mm-hmm. such like a, I know it's only been with us for like not the entire time that we've been at Roni, but it's become such an institution yeah. that people yeah. are really going to miss it. I think the other thing with the Berkshires is it really would have been such a easy trip for them to take this upcoming season where they're not going to be able to fly internationally. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but the way that this article is written makes it seem like they're considering bringing her back, like not this upcoming season, but a f- mm-hmm. in, at a future time, which I think like Thank might, might make sense. Like, I think she could use a timeout to collect herself a little bit. I, I think she's mm-hmm. been on this train now for so many years and like, I do think she has gotten a little full of herself in terms of she knows she's a fan favorite. So like she thinks she could get away with anything, you know? You have to let people know that they're not untouchable. Yeah. That's that's a fair point to make. Yeah, exactly. And I could see her actually wanting to come back. Unlike some of the others who have like left during this time, you know, like I don't see Vicky coming back to OC just because she, her ego took such a hit, but I think Dorinda can take mm-hmm. a chance. Yeah. She needs the um, sponsorship deals, which brings us into our next story. Dan. Oh my God. This is so funny. Cause I feel like we've talked about this a good amount on mm-hmm. the podcast in terms of how Dorinda's always promoting and talking about the Oriana building. And we're like, there's more to it than her. Just like, tagging a location (laughs) in her Instagram story, you know? Uh, So this came from page six. Uh, Page six is told that Dorinda Medley stands to lose more than just her Bravo paycheck after getting axed from Roni earlier this week. We're told that thanks to her role on Roni, Medley made a particularly sweet real estate deal that allowed her to live rent-free in a (laughs) $10,000 a month apartment while also banking around $10,000 every month. According to sources, in 2017, a couple of years after she joined the cast, Medley signed a contract to live in a three-bedroom apartment in the Tony Oriana building on Sutton Place in return for promoting it. At the time, the Post Jennifer Gould reported that such apartments in the building rented for $95.50 to $10.240 a month, and then she put up the Upper East Side condo she owns up for rent. Again, Gould reported that at the time, the East 87th Street two-bedroom was being offered for $9,950 a month. Wow. Sources say that her team then came up with the with ways to get the apartment featured on the Bravo show, like throwing Valentine's and Halloween parties there and making arrangements for the show to get permission to film there. She did a great job getting attention for the place, said an insider. The property company was very happy with it. 
Medley still is in the building, but the source says that they're not aware uh, if or how the deal was renegotiated after the initial contract was signed. We're told it wasn't a condition of the deal, which was brokered by a company called Talent Resources that had to be on the show, but she did have to show it off on social media. Bravo's website Mm. also did a video tour of the home earlier this year. She's a very shrewd business person, added a source close to the deal. She's very good at leveraging (laughs) her platform. (laughs) It remains to be seen whether Medley can keep up that kind of public profile after leaving the show. We're told the same company has done similar deals for Lindsay Lohan and tennis champion Serena Williams. Talent resources and a rep for Medley declined to comment. So a very shrewd businesswoman. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she did own that, that cashmere company before, remember? That's true. I just, it's just like the, the quote screams medley, you know? Mm, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, my, my question is, I want to know how she was able to charge $10,000 for her apartment on 87th street. That's like, how close to the park are we talking? It seems exorbitant for that apartment. Yeah, it does. Also New York real estate. Now it's like, I heard you can get, a three bedroom place in like the nicest part of New York for like two bucks now. Wow. (laughs) Now that New York is is over or whatever. (laughs) New York is dead. Um, Yeah. I just, and the Upper East Side has been like in that area, pretty affordable, even Mm -hmm. pre COVID. So I just have a lot of questions. I, mm, I, you know, it just makes me, want to puke that she could stay in apartment for free and then also make $10,000 on the rental of her own apartment. Just kill me. Yeah. You know, I know. And make, yeah. Like eat the rich, please. What, did I hear <laughs> it right? Did I hear it right? Where she's getting rent for free. She's getting paid by the building another $10,000 or was the other $10,000 in reference to how much she's receiving from rent for the place she owns from the place she owns. Okay. Cause then I was yeah. like, barbecue the so rich but like um, but, <laughs> i mean she is but she is like essentially making money off of the deal because like she's only taking in money and not spending it anywhere other than like i um, know maybe maybe a, if there's a mortgage on the on that apartment she owns but it sounds like there's probably not i would imagine i don't i don't know about any of that kind of stuff but <laughs> sounds great <laughs> okay why don't we hop over to the season finale of Beverly Hills this week? Let's do it. Yeah. Love it. So they set up this episode with like different editor tricks than we're really used to on Beverly Hills. There was a lot of like days of the week, which we Mm -hmm. don't normally do. There was a 15 minutes later at one point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they usually do that when something exciting happens, but this is Beverly Hills, so we know that that was not the case. I know. But they tried to trick us, and I didn't take the bait. (laughs) Also, I don't know if you you guys saw this. Okay, so Adrian Maloof was at this party, correct? Yes, with Marisol Patton. Exactly. That's what, yeah, the the Marisol Patton being there, which I know, Carrie, you're not familiar with her since you didn't watch Miami, but it's strange how this woman has like kept all her housewives ties for all these years. I know, but they did not throw her a bone and give her like a lower third or anything. She could have been anyone. 
Yeah, she could have been anyone. <laughs> I loved that though. Um, okay, Kara, we also obviously need your input in terms of like, are, whose team are you on? Is there even a team to be on? There is a team to be on, and the team is Denise. Even though she keeps fumbling the ball every episode yeah. with more and more lies, I still mm-hmm. don't care. And I, I'm not going to be Team Kyle and Teddy ever. Just not going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I saw like a tweet that was something along those lines of like, we are Team Denise and we know that she is lying. Like, <laughs> yeah. We yeah. just accept it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, Rena is just being a psychopath, really. <laughs> like, the way she's responding to this is so strange. But then at the same time, I got to give her credit. Like that final scene was. Electric. Oh my God. <laughs> the turtleneck. I mean, the yes. turtleneck is what did it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, let's talk about um, the party a little bit, I guess. Uh, so. Denise is not coming because she's in fear of Brandy's attendance. Which comes true. Yeah. But she uh, stands garcelle up garcelle's just having like a romantic time in the car outside that hotel with yeah. her man who i think she's no longer with yeah um no just waiting and waiting and waiting for denise i love how these women insist on getting hotels for these finale parties isn't that so weird when they all live in la mm. but like do they live fa- like we're three new yorkers here like do they all live far from each other is that the reason why they're getting hotel rooms well, Denise to... in Malibu, right? And they tried yeah. to make it seem like Malibu was really far or like hard to get to, but yeah, it still seems a little egregious, right? Yeah. yeah so I mean, Garcelle, God bless her for like still sticking up for Denise in the confessionals, even though Denise is being so terrible to her. Not once, but twice stood her up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what really pissed me off. This is the thing that's making me most mad at Denise is the fact that she keeps standing Garcelle up because she's Mm -hmm. the only chick in your corner. Yeah, I know. And Garcelle's a good woman. Yeah, she's a really good woman. I'm I'm afraid we're losing her for good because of she just keeps getting jobs, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And she's just like busy hanging out with Niecy Nash and Sherry Shepard. Like, why hang out with these (laughs) horrible women? How okay. about this product launch we get? Like, oh yeah, mid party with the oh. alcohol-free champagne. Who saw that coming? Who saw that coming? Like, I don't really see the like product integration. Like, PK is not a sober person, right? I don't know. No, I didn't I think, think he was. So. I yeah. like remember last season him like having cocktails at the bar in their old house with yeah. Dorit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. It just, it feels like I don't see where this came from. Like, there wasn't even a build-up like, oh, PK is working on this right now. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. we're just promoting this non-alcoholic champagne, which, like, sounds interesting. Like, I'm down to try it, but I just don't see, like, it getting the same attention as the Capri Room, for instance. Does it have anything to do with Boy George? Oh, I hope not. Well, he wasn't there, oh, so I would sorry. think not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so also we have 
um, what are the kids' names? Jagger and and Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah, yeah, like running around owning this party. Her Phoenix the, telling her mom to shut up was incredible. I love that. I love that. Lower your voice, mom. We're inside. <laughs> I mean, I I'm quickly getting endeared to the, to Dorit's children, um, especially like Phoenix has really start like her star is shining right now. I would say, whereas like there was so mm-hmm. much attention on Jagger before. Yeah, Phoenix will have a will be holding a diamond by twenty forty five. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, who else is at this party? Um, we got... Renee, the pyro guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I loved yeah. him. Is that a job you can have? <laughs> Py- like pyro? Like I Apparently. <laughs> like someone who, I guess when you have a lot of candles at a party like that, you do need somebody like having, like looking over them, but it's just something I've never thought of. Yeah. That party planner guy was very attentive. I gotta say, like, he probably, like, put on the best show in terms of, like, tending to Dorit's needs throughout the the party. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, we've never seen Kyle's Kyle's guy do that before. You know, what's his name? Glenn. Glenn. Glenn doesn't have the same care in his parties, I would say. (laughs) Glenn also went missing for a couple seasons, and then I feel like fan outrage brought Glenn back into the picture. (laughs) Sure, yeah. Yours yours specifically. (laughs) Mine specifically. Yeah. I like, I I don't like Kyle, but I like her cast of characters with Glenn, her makeup person, Pamela, who looks like Mm -hmm. other dimension Alexis Bellino is always around (laughs) the same. She's got a good cast near her. Uh, Speaking of the cast of characters, Faye shows up. Good. Um, MC Faye Resnick, love her. <laughs> it's weird how like she's always around, but for what reason, you know? <laughs> exactly. I know she really hasn't brought us anything iconic since the Chanel yeah. purse line years oh, ago. God. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lord. That was so embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> Faye is a real like go girl, give us nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She loves to come in like a sparkly something or other and poorly decorate whatever corner of Kyle's ha- house she can get her hands on. And yeah. you know what? Do it. At least Love she brought it. Chris this time, you know? Or not this yeah. time, but like this season, rather. This season, yeah. 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 She roped her into it. Uh, so Kim shows up with her surprise guest, Brandy Glanville. Mm-hmm. Now, are we convinced... Kyle did not know this was going to happen. Please. Of course she did. Of course yeah. she did. My <laughs> question is, do you guys think that Dorit didn't know? I think Dorit didn't know. Her, her reaction yeah. seemed a little genuine of like being shocked. It did. Yeah. But I mean, like, what kind of call sheet are all these people given? I want to know for like real. Yeah. Yeah. Because this sort of like, event is definitely not like a party that you are hosting. This is like a Bravo, not sponsored, but like Bravo coordinated event. Like all these people need mm-hmm. to like sign waivers and like know they're being filmed and this and that. So we knew Brandy was coming. <laughs> I know so exactly. I'm not sure if she knew. 
very committed to the high pony in this era of her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> tragic, yeah. tragic pony. That's how you know trouble's coming. I loved that Garcelle propped Brandy out of the photo that she posted from the party. <laughs> oh my God. Very Sonia Morgan, Morocco trip vibes. Yeah. With that. Um, how about Kim insisting that Maurice touch her boob? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> or just the side of it. If you can do right. the top or the side. <laughs> that, that was so that mortifying. Like, no, no. And like Maurice even through his like drunken or high haze, like was still very disturbed by it, obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a firm no. Yeah. A yeah. real firm no. He's really <laughs> high this season, like all yeah. the time. It's so strange. <laughs> <laughs> Especially like as someone who at the same time is using as much airtime to promote his business. Right. Those two, those don't really come hand in hand. Yeah. I wonder if there's a few things at play. Maybe he's, maybe he's sad that he's no longer the hottest house husband. Now that Evan Goldschneider and Juan Dixon are around. Yeah. Yeah. And also maybe he's threatened by the Oppenheim group and selling sunset. Yeah. As well. He should be. It's true. <laughs> that would be interesting like i know we don't necessarily want anyone from selling sunset to join beverly hills but like that would be interesting if one of them did the more i think about it yeah do we want kendra wilkinson i'm scared i'm scared to have kendra on beverly hills i'm scared to have her at the agency yeah yeah i think kyle's scared too i think kyle's scared (laughs) like a former playboy bunny at the agency kyle's quaking yeah So I feel like the party itself was kind of just a, like we were expecting for there to be this thing and then nothing really happened other than Brandy surprising everyone by showing up. Yeah, I, I mean, I love how like concerned Rena was and they're like calling and texting her. Oh, and yeah. Oh, it's her is her phone off or is she just ignoring you yeah. and i love that they they must have thought that this was going to be the finale finale because they did that like mm-hmm. toss the ice cube into the pool move yeah. like they did in italy yeah mm-hmm. okay was adrian <laughs> a part of that like lineup of housewives and former housewives or had she already left oh i don't know i don't I think, think so. she was kim there was. kim was kim and brandy were kim yeah. was kim and brandy were yeah um I kind of got the vibe after this party that everyone was annoyed that they were still having to film. Mm-hmm. When they meet up at like on Monday, like discussing this, they're like, "Why are we like we we still have to talk about fucking Denise Richards?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why Rena was like, "I'm just gonna throw on a turtleneck and a relaxed jean, and this is all yeah. you're getting." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, one thing from the party that I. I still want to talk about for a second is Garcelle remembering the waiter who had been at Kyle's party. (laughs) Cause she thought he was hot. Yeah. Cause she was right, but it's, it's hilarious (laughs) that she remembered him specifically. Um, Did we get the scene of Garcelle with production then, or did that come later in the episode? Oh, I think that was in the car minutes later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's that was shady. 
it's interesting seeing like how these production people like really push these women and like guide yeah. their narrative and their thoughts because he was like he was like trying to get her riled up about Denise. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the way that confessionals work in terms of like, these women aren't just sitting there talking like off the top of their head. Like they have someone kind of like how they do in the after show, but they show it on the after show for some reason, like the producers asking the questions and prompting them to talk about different things. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like we underappreciate how much the producers are telling them how to feel. Mm hmm. Yeah. It was just like yeah. trying to see it, it in the moment. Yeah. And it felt a lot more personal than when they do the interviews. Like this felt like you should be mad at her. Not like, are you mad at her? Like mm-hmm. they weren't leading it. They were like yeah. telling her. Yeah. Like, and being really emotional in their response to like, yeah, this is really messed up. Like they did when they were in Italy and Denise walked away and they were like, you can't walk away and just have it be end like that. Like, yeah. That was a really interesting, like, I never thought I would see that. And I loved mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Garcelle gets stood up by Brandy again, which is great. By Denise. Oh, yeah, by Denise. I'm sorry. I'm, like, conflating the, <laughs> the two lovers. <laughs> I got lover. Yeah. Um, and then we, like, fl- we, like, head into the new year, which is, feels so strange. Because I mm. never want to keep filming after the holidays. Right. Like, it always like splits up the, the different seasons and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where we get Denise and Rena meeting up. It just was like, <laughs> that scene was just so aggressive on Rena's part. Very much so. It, I, I felt like I was watching like <laughs> days of our lives or whatever. She's been on all my children <laughs> passion. Yeah, Which one yeah. was she on? Who's the same? Uh, well, I, <laughs> Denise is on Bold and the Beautiful, I want to say. What was Rena on? Bold and the Beautiful also? No. I think she was on Days. Days? Yeah. I don't, it's hard to Maybe. keep track. Anyways. She, um, she was so hurt that, that Denise didn't call her. But, like, why did Denise need to call you? You had nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she's just, like, pretending, like, this personally affects her so much. But we know it doesn't. <laughs> so, like, it's just weird seeing her act like she's so invested in this. Where, like, this is not Rena's problem at all. I yeah, I, I always think that Rena looks bad the closer she is to, like, the drama of the season. And she's better as, like, a side player. Yeah. Yeah, she serves a lot better as like a peanut gallery. I there's there was literally no reason why she needed to be upset about what was going on. Like you don't care that Denise maybe lied because she didn't lie to you. So what yeah. does it matter? Yeah. Yeah, I mean she, she she always goes back to like own it being the most important thing to her and like other people owning it, which is like at this point like join the rest of us who no, Denise lied, but are still team her. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, like during- you, you hated Brandy. Right. <laughs> when you were actually on the show yeah. with her. Like, it's wild. Didn't we all hate Brandy? Where did this, when did this change? <laughs> yeah. 
Now Brandy's the most honest person that we've ever met. She's, <laughs> She's always telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. It was, I feel like they ended up cutting more of the New York visiting Erica trip than they originally planned on it. It felt like it was like two seconds. And it was funny that Garcelle didn't bother going with the other women. <laughs> and like, I know. And they, when they were talking about it, they were just like, yeah, Garcelle just didn't want to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a real um, callback to her first episode where Teddy was like, you guys don't have to come to my all-in thing. She was like, great, I'm not going. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Perfect. Garcelle was probably like, we were supposed to wrap filming months ago. Why am I coming to this? <laughs> I know. She it fulfilled was- her... I was going to say, it was strange that we were on that private jet. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, Erica's flying the girls out. And then we learn it's Sutton's private jet. Sutton owns that jet? I don't know if she owns it or she's just, like, chartering Mm -hmm. it. But either way. She's footing the bill. Yeah, it's just, like, Sutton's wealth is just so confusing to me. I Would know. you rather see Sutton's tax returns or Trump's at this point? Because it's Sutton for me. <laughs> Sutton. Good, good question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think she tries to um, put all of her Dolce clothes as a write-off because she wore them on the show? Yeah, Ooh. we need to see those returns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was sad that she didn't get a like, where are they now moment at the end since she wasn't a full-time housewife. But then she did post on Instagram her own little <laughs> sad. <laughs> and that's why we love her. So funny. Yeah. <clears throat> but speaking of the wrap-ups, we get like Kyle and Teddy working out in the street. And then we have Garcelle going to a Black Lives Matter protest. Like the mm-hmm. difference in where are they now is pretty big. <laughs> pretty striking. I'm curious if, like, Garcelle were to come back, like, if that at all would be a conversation on the show, because it feels like it would be strange having these women talk about it. It seems like it would be a conversation she would have with, like, her girlfriends that we saw in the beginning of the season. Yeah. And then move on. But I would like to hear, like, a very awkward conversation between, like, Teddy and Kyle and Garcelle about Black Lives Matter, even though I feel like Kyle's been pretty vocal about it on social media. Oh, yeah? As Kyle, I don't follow her. I think I even like blocked her. Has she really? <laughs> I, I've seen things. I've seen I've seen some things. I don't think I follow okay. her either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um okay, and then you guys caught the reunion trailer, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. What do we think of this this pile on Denise? <laughs> I mean it's like really all Denise they're talking about. It just looks a mess to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing, the one moment I want to see if they're just like tricking us with the edit or if it's actually true when Kyle seemingly accuses Garcelle of not paying the charity that she like bid on the silent auction for or the live auction for. I wonder oh if it's God. actually yeah. Garcelle or if it's someone else. Yeah. That's I mean, a that great Garcelle. Question. That Garcelle Kyle feud is just so strange to me, and I am curious to see how it comes up in the reunion. Mm-hmm. 
tears tears on Kyle's part I'm sure yeah probably yeah I think like (laughs) the thing it comes down to is like Kyle just wants to be like beloved and Garcelle doesn't give her that without actually like doing the work to be a real human being towards her so it's I think it's killing Kyle yeah yeah uh yeah I think that's pretty much it for Beverly Hills I'm I'm curious to see this reunion, but I'm not excited. What I am excited for is the New York reunion that we got the trailer for. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of that? <laughs> someone said, yeah, someone said that it looked like Andy was auditioning for The Voice because they're all <laughs> in those like separate <laughs> chairs, which is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I'm excited to, that we're going to get something completely different that we've never before seen. I'm That's like so interesting to me. Now that we've been through like how many Zoom reunions, I'm interested to see like the next iteration of COVID reunions. And I'm happy that New York is giving it to us. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see the Tinsley of it all, like how mm-hmm. involved she's going to be. Are they just going to have her on like one episode? And then let her go. How hard she's going to go in on Dorinda. Mm-hmm. What is the status of her and Scott? That's mm-hmm. what I need to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Well, it seems like I think he's going to talk about like what their plans are for children, which will be interesting. Um, yeah. And it does seem like she was kind of, I don't know if like winning the fight is the right word, but like she was making her point against Dorinda and it seemed like everyone else in the room was kind of on her side and Mm -hmm. I mean like Dorinda is leaving the show now so I think we can count that as a win for Tins even though Tins is no longer on the show but yeah yeah do you remember the excitement that we all felt last year around BravoCon time when we thought that the big announcement for Housewives that they were going to be making was a real Housewives of Chicago with Tins leading Mm -hmm. the pack and then we got right Real Houses of Salt Lake City with a QAnon <laughs> supporter. So that's, that's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, wait, I'm what? also excited for the COVID call out with Ramona and how upset she got about it. Yeah. Traveling to Florida and all that. Yeah. What's interesting though is like Leah calls out Ramona. Meanwhile, she's bopping around every every place Scott and Tim willing to take her, <laughs> you know, right. on their private jet. They're in Arizona now. I mean, like, I'm sure she'll make some sort of argument for why that is okay compared to what Ramona's doing, but still. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like so strange because like you're going so hard on Ramona. Who is Ramona Ramona was pretty bad for most of early pandemic. Like it was strange because in the very beginning, we actually applauded her for being one of the first people to be like, hey, wear a mask. Like wash your hands, stay away from people. But then I feel like once she headed on down to like Florida, which was right away, like Mm -hmm. she kind of was just like chilling in Florida with everyone else and who was not really taking it too seriously. Yeah. I think like she was one of those people who were like, okay, we're going to take it really seriously. The first two weeks, it's like, it's like a fun vacation, summer camp vibes. But then like people got like tired of it. So they wanted to go out to restaurants and all that bullshit, but yeah. yeah. I loved, there was one time where she was in Florida with Avery and Mario 
and she posted an IG story about <laughs> how lonely she was <laughs> and how she just wanted to be around her friends. Like she was on the beach, escaped from the apartment, talking about like how upset she was to not have people around her. That is <laughs> so funny. Meanwhile, she's with her daughter and ex-husband. Like, I mean, you can't write this shit. No. I know. Um, so Kara, Roni this season, can you give us before we go into like the recap recap, can you give us your like general take on this season? I know that people have strong opinions about this yeah. particular season. I think much like all Roni seasons where we're in it and people don't like it, we're gonna look back into the annals of history and be like, that mm. was a great season. Mm-hmm. Um I Loved it. I mean, I didn't love Dorinda's lashing out at every given moment, especially when it came to Tinsley. Mm-hmm. It just felt really like unfair, let the mouse go situation. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <laughs> other than that, like I, I like to see Luann rise above the bullshit, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to with Ramona and like how she handles arguments. I loved them back in the Berkshires. Mm-hmm. And the shit show that that was, and Luann just like losing her shit over Sonia and the cabaret and not being yeah. paid fairly, and Sonia just like crying about how she's a warrior and a funny girl. <laughs> and you, you know, it's like, how how do you not think back upon those moments and like, this is great, this is so yeah. great. So all in all, I would give this season like a eight out of ten. I think that's a really interesting point that you bring up. And I think you argued it differently than anyone I've heard speak on Roni, like as it's been airing. I think back to like, I remember watching season four as it was airing and being like, eh, this like sucks compared to like season three, yada, yada, yada. But looking back on like season four, still iconic moments like Morocco, like everything. So I think you have a good point because these women are so like, dynamic and interesting in a way that's different than a lot of the other franchises i think that's a really solid point yeah and now i'm enlightened i think (laughs) (laughs) wow that's what i do that's why i'm here (laughs) yeah all right let's get into this week's episode which i loved um leah's married to the mob 15th anniversary party Wow. Which we learned that Ramona contacted Leah and told her not to invite Elise to this party. <laughs> oh my God. And that's exactly what Leah did. Yeah, as well she should. Okay, this party. I gotta say, like, watching each of these women show up and take it in was <laughs> a lot. I was about to say exactly that. Watching, they gave us each of them walking to the door, then walking down the stairs. The stairs yeah. was my favorite part, especially once we got to Sonia. Yeah. Because it's a little later in the episode, but she was like hugging the wall while still like telling people that she's Leah's friend. And then the moment she got downstairs, she threw herself into a group of men. Yeah. And just was yeah. like, like, oh my God, everyone's so hot here. <laughs> Yeah, Sonia was so excited to see black people at a party. She, like, lost yeah. her mind. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, it's, like, a little uncomfortable the way Sonia changes her accent or manner of speech when she's, like, with black people or, like, the downtown crew and all this. It's, like, very yeah. awkward. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's yeah, a lot of it's... weird coding when it comes to the way they talk about going, quote unquote, downtown. Yeah, it, it's very like that episode of Sex and the City where Samantha dates a black guy. Like that was Sonia. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. It's like she watched yeah. that episode <laughs> on E! that morning and then came to this party. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I, I mean... I the... love that Ramona decided to put on red, like rose gold pants for the occasion. Yeah. Oh my god. Just like that her interpretation true. of what it means to be below 14th Street is so yeah. funny. And Dorinda was acting the most psychotic, I would say, out of them all. Like yeah. she could just not shut up. Uh, like talking about what everyone's wearing and like how this is so different for her and blah 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 like like everyone's wearing pajamas yeah i used to think like dorinda could hang a little bit but like she's really not hanging at all (laughs) like the one person who was able to hang was luann who just like walked in like she owned the place amazing the the only thing that that she was taken aback by was having to worry about her jacket with there not being kochak I know. And that was an interesting thing because, like, that made it seem like everywhere downtown doesn't have a coat check in a way. I bet if they looked yeah. harder, hard, harder, there would be a coat check available. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Elise, like, grabbing Ramona <laughs> when Ramona was trying to walk away from her was the most energy wow. Elise has given us all season. I mean, I love Leah her, producing um, her it. Drunk name? Yeah. Oh, Erica. Yeah. <laughs> Erica. No, I, I Erica loved, jumped out. I loved Leah producing it and like pushing Elise into Ramona, and she was like, "Go, go after her." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's Beautiful. like Teresa telling Danielle to like, yeah, go after uh, Margaret. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I love um, seeing Bunny. Okay. And then being so taken aback by Bunny's existence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like two different New Yorks. The New York that Bunny lives in and the New York that like Ramona and Lou live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ramona trying yeah. to bond with Bunny was something. Because Bunny probably lives in a walk-up somewhere. Ramona's never been to a walk-up apartment building in her life, probably. <laughs> well, it's I just like crazy. Bunny, I think Bunny might live in Connecticut now. Oh, does she? Because I, I, I remember they had a place in the city. Maybe I, I just remember part of the conversation was was back when Leah was in high school. They left the city, and that caused oh, yeah, part true. of like mm-hmm. Leah acting out. Good point. Yeah. Uh, but it was sweet, like the speeches, like Leah's speech, and then the mom speaking, mm-hmm. and then I love seeing like, Sarah McSweeney. Of- Sarah McSweeney. She has been on social media like. In the comments, oh dragging Sonia today, I guess. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> Sonia like did a post that was very much like it was like two videos of her vacuuming a rug in her house, and then the third slide was Tinsley and Leah on that private jet, and it was basically like, while you are on your private jet, I am vacuuming. And yeah. Sarah McSweeney was in the comments being like, "What is this passive aggressive bullshit?" <laughs> yeah. 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 Sonia was like, I wish I could chase my fantasy. Swipe to the third picture for the fantasy. And it was Leah and, <laughs> and Tinsley on a jet. It made I no mean, sense. It was Spawn Con for some like wet vac. It was mm-hmm. truly unwell. <laughs> so I mean, psycho. like, 
the implication of being like, oh, like I wish I had this. Like you were quarantined in a spa for two months. Like, why are we I know. so bad for you? <laughs> I know. Yeah. One more note on Bunny. Mm. Do you think that because of the representation of women named Bunny on Sex and the City, the mm. women of Roni had mm. a different idea coming into it? So when they saw this Bunny, they were like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They got Joni Mitchell and they were not ready for that. Yeah. yeah they, they were expecting Trey's mom. Exactly. Yeah. But then they're like, oh no, <laughs> there's this woman who probably voted for Bernie Sanders standing in front of us. How do we talk to her? <laughs> okay. So we also have Dorinda's birthday at that Russian um restaurant which i have been to before yeah which is very close to my apartment yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean have you been the one the one time i went there like it devolved into like a very messy night because there's yeah it's a vodka bar yeah it's a vodka bar so yeah there's like it's funny because there's that one and then right across the street is another like I think it's called Russian Vodka Bar. So it's like mm-hmm. there's two competing ones right across from each other. Sure. Yeah, very confusing. Do you remember which flavored vodka you tried? Do you have any recommendations? <laughs> I mean, this was this actually was probably 10 years ago. <laughs> so wow. I have no, <laughs> no recollection besides the fact that the vodka affected my recollection of it all. They do have outdoor dining open now, which seems oh. weird because that kind of place, it's like you want to be inside. Yeah. If yeah. that makes yeah. sense. Like yeah. a Russian vodka room, you need to be like inside. Yeah. You got to get the whole experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the whole experience of Dorinda's birthday was interesting. I mean, we have like all the players here. We got Colin Cowie back. Like, I'm surprised he's <laughs> making so much time for this. Like, I, I thought he's like a like a busy person i don't know <laughs> everyone has time for Jurinda. yeah except Bravo, uh, no yeah uh <laughs> hannah hannah and john it was interesting seeing them like interact with each other and yeah. hannah be like nice to him after like seasons ago it was like a plot line that they didn't get along yeah mm-hmm. um how did you guys feel about John's speech? I um, was like, why is he here? I agree with the people on the show who were like, why is like, she's leading him on at this point, like that kind of thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like, why is he here? But then I'm like, I think the moment you step into like a Russian vodka room, John Medesian will be there no matter what. So mm-hmm. you really have no choice. He disappears. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was probably like safer to invite him than for him to like, roll into there and see it happening you know (laughs) (laughs) right yeah you're right it was interesting awkward though um that fight with like dorinda and lou so i'm so surprised luann has had multiple times this season where she lets herself like like get into this like weird angry Luann drunk state when like for seasons and seasons and seasons we never really saw her like this 
so it's just interesting to me that it's happening now but it's like she does get she does like to watch what dorinda is doing at all times and pick on her yeah yeah it's almost like a weird sibling relationship where like you're looking for like your sibling to like fuck up a little bit and then tell on them right it felt very unnecessary Mm -hmm. yeah especially when it's dorinda's birthday like if it was a different event like okay go after her but like she's sitting at the head of the table and you're trying to take her down you know Mm-hmm. And yeah. Dorinda just like didn't have the vocabulary to combat what was coming at her from Luann. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. She was worried yeah. about the apps. <laughs> exactly. Closing all the apps. <laughs> uh, Luann's speech was interesting. Just rambling, going on. Well, um, maybe she yeah. felt like she needed to Make just be on the mic yeah. and yeah. like like go on and on and on sure speaking of lou it was like i mean you put a mic in her hand i know exactly it was weird to hear lou talk about 2020 like oh my god it's here the editors definitely left that in for us which was Mm. sad maybe not as (laughs) iconic as um looking back like how happy we all were what's the kyle quote (laughs) oh my god we were all so happy we that day. So happy. It's actually <laughs> difficult to think about how terrible things would soon become. I know. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, Next week's the season finale. Uh, it's the dra- It's Sonya's drag queen event. Mm-hmm. Sure. Which <laughs> I was supposed to be at, actually, but I didn't go because I was tired. Wow. <laughs> and also, like, I don't necessarily want to be on the show that i'm watching yeah even though you have been on jersey i've been on jersey i've been on bethany whatever one we just watched with you and then ever after after, and then they did film roni in a space that i was at but it never made the cut Mm, sad sad okay let's get to obviously the best part of every week potomac Truly, I was just rewatching this week's episode, and it's just like all of it's so good. All like every part of it. Incredible. I feel Incredible like television. Monique is like a different person this season. Mm-hmm. She, she seems like so awake, so like a part of the conversation. Like I'm like I feel like past seasons, like I barely noticed she was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the editors giving that like shady edit of her talking about like waking up and getting the day going with her family and stuff. How she's just like rambling <laughs> on and on. Mm-hmm. Just like her, I never knew that there were like bird people in this way. Like I knew there's like crazy cat ladies. I know there's like weird dog people, but like a bird person who acts the way that she does i never knew could exist but i am obsessed yeah. and i like kind of want a bird now no <laughs> <laughs> like, like if i could have a bird and if it could attack you if you came into my apartment dan that is like heaven for me that would be a selling point for you yeah <laughs> 
I feel like all birds do is make noise and shit. So like, good luck with that purchase. Great. I mean, that's all I do. <laughs> wow. Who am I to judge, you know? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I love the trio heading up together of Monique, Giselle, and Karen. Yes. I love Karen saying what we've all been thinking about Giselle's fashion sense. And mm-hmm. my God, what is she doing? What is she doing? Yeah. <laughs> what is she wearing? She's it's so also- pretty. It's funny coming from Karen because, like, we've made fun of her wearing those CVS sneakers on that vacation. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, the no one's really giving us amazing fashion on this franchise. She was also wearing something that was very adjacent to what Leah's been doing in confessionals, too, with the built in glove situation. I mean, yeah. Karen's was better because it was just like, one color but like yeah still there's interesting choices being made there when she's commenting on giselle's dress but i mean like to me the more egregious thing with the giselle is her home decor which i feel like they're extra highlighting this season just to drag her yeah yeah and they're right to do it (laughs) i mean what is happening (laughs) god still like, like fuchsia that's Fuchsia, color, but right? then next to like a weird like red leather couch that mm. I can't get over. Yeah. Um yeah. still top three housewife for me, Giselle. Three? Wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't know who the other two are even, but I she's up there. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, Dorit would have to be up there, obviously. Oh, shut the <laughs> fuck up. You're such a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just obsessed with her. <laughs> Okay, uh, this vacation home. Have We have not been here, right? Or have we been here? I don't think so. No. Yeah, I don't recall. We went to Ashley's beach house, and that yeah. was it. That was, yeah. I think, the only water-adjacent home that we've been to. Sure, It's sure. just like, we're at this, like, McMansion in the woods, which is so interesting to me. Yeah. We I don't really like... House. Yeah. I don't see the point of this home so much. It reminded me of like a getaway like the Berkshires, but the Berkshires are like the Berkshires and like a known like yeah destination for a lot of people. But sure. I don't know if this is. Yeah, I'm not like familiar with this destination. But I like being here. Yeah. Yeah. Um I love what who was it like when they showed up and then oh no, it was when Wendy shows up and Monique's like, okay, well. This bed is taken, this bed is taken, this one's taken. Um, well, Ashley's taking this one, so I guess you have to take this one. I mean, as <laughs> as as the newbie, like, she is the lowest on the totem pole. Like, she should be getting the worst room. Mm-hmm. How about when Robin arrived, not last? Yeah. And she just, she said she just, like, wanted to stop missing the party. <laughs> I love her. Thank so God. Much. <laughs> Can we go back to the beginning of the episode when Michael was very insistent that Ashley bring little Michael to oh, the lake? Oh my God. A lot of foreshadowing. So much. So much. And we're getting, we're finding out about that next week already. Or was it this week? Yeah. No, it's next week. Yeah. Next week. Mm. Um, I, when I was watching this, I was like, oh, he's going to say, like, oh, 
you should leave the baby. Like it sounded like we were like going down the track of like, oh, you should leave the baby. And then when it comes out with like, you got to take him. <laughs> I was so shocked. <laughs> what if he forgets about you in three days? <laughs> she's been she's been talking about like how much she's struggling, like leaving the house and like doing anything. You would think he would be supporting her and being like, oh, like, don't worry. You're going to have fun like this or that. He's like, a baby cannot be without his mother. What can I say? <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Especially when the husbands are supposed to come on the last night. So really, it's only two nights. It would have only been mm-hmm. two nights that she would have been away from him. It was yeah. such like obvious manipulation. I, like, thank God for them putting that in because it was just like, it was like a teenager trying to talk their parents into like going up. Like, you deserve it. You should do this for you. You know, oh my yeah. God, it, it's all so for funny. you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who are we on in terms of Team Wendy versus Team Ashley? <laughs> I mean, I mean, Wendy's brave for pulling yeah. this card on her first outing <laughs> with these women. Like, truly brave. She's very bold. I'm excited for her. <laughs> she's making she moves. She came out guns blazing. Like, she's creating content, but she's completely wrong. Okay. Oh, 1000%. And, yeah. like, knowing, like, what you were just saying, Dan, about how, like, Ashley's been having like a difficult time through like postpartum. It's like you're yeah. then attacking this woman for being her kid on this trip. And she like yeah. brought a helper so she can be present. It's just like wild to me. Yeah. So I, I see Wendy's point in terms of being upset that this is kind of being a surprise to her that this option was not provided for her to like, bring her baby as well, but she's going after Ashley in such an insane way. (laughs) Totally unnecessary. Like it's not Ashley's fault. Yeah. I guess it's Monique's fault for not like communicating (laughs) this to Wendy ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And then having her bird attack Wendy. (laughs) Yeah. And then we also have the Wendy versus Karen. Mm-hmm. What, like, what is the heart of this disagreement? I mean, I think Wendy is right to feel like if Karen doesn't acknowledge her or is dismissive of her, she's right to feel that way. But like manifesting your anger and like judging her Karen and Ray's sex life is a weird mm. pivot for me personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a choice. Yeah, agreed. I mean, like, there is something there with, like, them sitting on the same board for an organization and being on the same subcommittee, so I think I would be, like, kind of mad if someone didn't acknowledge me, but then I almost feel like the way that Wendy's coming in guns a-blazing, like, I think she's practiced and, like, done her homework about, like, what these shows are and is trying Mm -hmm. to, like, make a splash almost. I could be Mm -hmm. wrong, though. I could see that. I loved Karen's shade of like her working freelance for CNN, Wendy. Mm. The word freelance <laughs> was doing so much work this episode. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah. so funny coming from Karen because like your business is La Dame, which everyone's making fun of all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Karen is so vital. Yeah. She's, I, I've always said that like a housewife that is like, and I think one of you guys mentioned this, is like hyper aware, but like completely unaware of how she comes off. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like a really, it's like a perfect combination of. of yeah. Yeah, yeah, truly. I think the thing about this cast is like, it's so strong across the board that like, mm-hmm. where do Except we go Robin. from here? It's so good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think a lot's going to come up with number one, Monique attacking Candace. Like, I wonder where do we go from here with that? Mm-hmm. And then number two, Candace has been so crazy still on social media. she's still going well she's just like she live tweets the show she's just tweet like she she's talking about the show online nonstop, and like every thought Mm -hmm. she has on every scene like it looks a little lame like it's cooler Mm -hmm. if you're just like not so invested in being on this show and like what is happening on the screen like save it for your watch Robin's live appearance save it for the reunion like mm-hmm. she is dissecting everything you know have they so- verified her yet <laughs> actually i don't know <laughs> <laughs> looks like they're not they haven't yet Sad. yeah yeah tragic on twitter at least yeah um but yeah i mean Candace and Giselle do sort of make up. Mm-hmm. But, but then mm-hmm. Giselle accuses Candace of having a nose job out of nowhere. The way that <laughs> went from like zero to 60, they were sitting on the couch, like having a makeup moment. And then the moment they hit the dinner table, yeah. Giselle comes up with the, the nose job thing. Uh, oh God. She tried it. She really did. Yeah. Well, how do you guys feel about Jamal? Because I loved Karen asking, like, Jamal cheated on you and had other children behind your back. So why are you still with him? Yeah. Right. And isn't he still, like, isn't he still, like, with a bunch of people from his congregation? I I thought that was a talking point from last season's reunion where he like maybe just recently had another child yeah. and Giselle seemed a little bit evasive about it. Yeah. And I just think like ethically, if you're yeah. a pastor, like to be dipping into the pond of your own congregants, that's like. You would think. Yeah. <laughs> not, not great. Yeah. I mean, like the fact that her, her own children his children do not want this happening is enough of a reason for her to be like, Hmm, I wonder Mm -hmm. is this a good idea for me, for us, for this family, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I looked up the menu of that restaurant that he gave them steaks in and it's abysmal. There was one steak that there was one steak. They keep, they kept talking, integrating like tobacco onions, which I've never heard of. And one of the steaks, was marinated in dull pineapple juice. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, I love that it's specifically dole brand pineapple juice. Right. Gross. <laughs> not, not just like, oh, like marinated in pineapple. Like, no, we'll have you know it's dole. <laughs> yeah, from Jeez concentrate Louise. pineapple juice. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, I mean, next week is going to be <laughs> explosive. I thought that originally, like they they were teasing what happens next week for this week's episode. I, I think maybe they were just kind of teasing mm-hmm. the trip in general. So, uh, is Chris Samuels I, the only good man in Potomac, as far as like who they're all seeing? Um, do we have an issue with Chris Bassett? I just kind of, I don't know. Trust There's yeah, something off there. <laughs> yeah. there, there you're right. <laughs> I, I, I think we don't um, know enough about Dr. Wendy's husband mm-hmm. to make an informed oh, yeah. decision yet. Yeah. Yeah. Seems Somebody cool. entered him into the ring of, of hot house husbands. How do you I, guys feel about that? I think he deserves. Yeah. He's definitely yeah. in the ring. Yeah. I think he might be Especially hotter than as, Juan. Interesting. Yeah. And I mean, maybe he's the reason that Mauricio, our former Supreme, is fading because yeah. Wendy's husband is coming up. All these men are coming around and it's like forcing Mauricio to just get high every day. It literally is like watching Jessica Lang in season three of American Horror Story Coven. It's like... He's getting weaker as these men get stronger. Wow. Yeah. I'd love to hear a Mauricio just scream Balenciaga at somebody. <laughs> Burn him at the stake. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the Freak of the Week and the One True Queen this week. Uh, the Freak of the Week would be MTV for kind of promoting this VMAs that just aired this past weekend as like, we are going to get... Well, at first they were like, oh, we're going to do it in Barclays Center with a small like a limited audience. And I understand that game plan changing. Cause like they were probably just hoping for the best, but then they were mm-hmm. talking about, we're going to have performances from iconic locations around New York city. And what that meant was green screens in LA. Yeah. <laughs> we were like on a fake skyscraper for most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. The weekend um, was at like the Hyatt or something, and that's about it. Yeah, he yeah. was like in some building in Hudson Yards. Yeah, yeah. What did you guys think of the VMAs? I mean, I am a little monster, so I'm was happy with how many moments we got from her. It was Gaga's night for sure. Mm-hmm. I know. It just felt like. It felt like the people's choice in terms of people are only going to be there if they are like guaranteed their awards. Right. It felt very like all planned out in a way that I understand that these things have to be planned out, but it ruins the fun for me. Like, yeah, it was, it was clear. Gaga was like, okay, I will be heavily involved in this. And then like, you're just awarding me all night, (laughs) you know? Right. But, like, outside of, like, the Oscars and, like, the Oscars, basically, that's how award shows are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just felt a lot more obvious. And I liked, I've never heard a BTS song, mm-hmm. even though I'm, like, heavily involved with Twitter. I've managed to avoid them. So I found their performance to be pleasant. I liked all their mm-hmm. little business casual outfits. Yeah. That was nice. Um, I don't understand who Madison Beer is, but apparently she's important. 
she's got a lot of followers she was on um i she only came across my radar when she was on rupaul's secret celebrity drag race like earlier in quarantine and she was like yeah. one of the yeah. contestants on that and i learned well, that wasn't she's got, she also like, on regular drag race yeah right and then then she was yeah. a judge yeah or vice versa so yeah i mean i guess she's got clout good for her good for her and for the one true queen this week, we are turning it over to Kara and her suggestion as who the one true queen is. Kara, do the honors for us. Oh, I mean, for me, it was T'Challa. He did a lot of heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. Monique's iconic African gray parrot. <laughs> I loved the at one point he was holding a highlighter in his talons as Monique was doing makeup. <laughs> I loved all the subtitles that he was giving. The fact that he attacked Wendy was, I mean, it's a moment. Like, give mm-hmm. him a champagne flute, please. Yeah. What are we doing here? I mean, he he knew that Wendy was going to come in and start some trouble. And he was right. With his mom. He was <laughs> absolutely right. Wow. Well, well that, Kara, this was amazing. Yeah. Kara, thank you so much for joining so us. So much fun trudging through all oh, this bravo me. content with us <laughs> no it was an absolute dream truly uh-huh. I've, I've been like manifesting coming on the show for quite some time i've been listening since like the beginning of you guys oh my so god this was a real treat for me yeah thank you <laughs> well post-covid if this ever ends we will do this in person as well yeah that'd be yeah fun. Please. please remind everyone the name of your podcast as well Yes, it is called Everyone's Business But Mine. You can find it anywhere you listen, and you can follow me on Instagram, also at Everyone's Business But Mine. Love it. Perfect. Uh, As usual, you can follow Brendan and I. uh, I'm at IDKIDK on Twitter. Brendan's at NotBrendan. And then Come Through Queen is available everywhere on Instagram at Come Through Queen Podcast, on Twitter at Come Through Queen. And yeah. Anything else, Brendan? Nope, that is it. So like, comment, subscribe, heart, share, retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I want to see you come through, queen. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com Let's get this dinner party started.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.